I just want to start out by saying thank you to all you people who are listening to us on a regular or semi-regular base. Mm-hmm. All eight of you, this thank is, you. We really appreciate it. We do, yeah. And still no comments though. Taking that, taking that positive news, and we'll turn it into something else. And R.I.P. Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen. Yes, yes. So sad to hear. Another, another one down. So good, you know, guitar gods dropping all over the place. Yeah, so young too. Fairly young, yeah. That's uh, living, living hard. Definitely takes those years away. Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. I think he is a heavy smoker. Oh, and not only that, but they were like, uh, you've heard their album. They were so drunk and coked up, and yeah, Yeah. (laughs) just it it all wears. He, you know what? He lived, he lived well. Only the good die young, according to that asshole Billy Joel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure some bad die young. Anyways, Uh, so okay. Anyways, uh, any anyways with all that gone. Welcome to episode 64, yeah. in case we haven't said that already. Yeah, 64. Uh, three albums that we're going to be talking about today mm-hmm. are a guy named Alex Harvey, The New Band, The Mafia Stole My Guitar. Uh, the second album is by a Canadian artist, Brian Plummer, I'm As Guilty As You. And the third album is that loathsome Bobby Vinton, yeah. Melodies of Love. Yeah. That's going to be like, what, the third one? Jesus. It's three too many as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, one is too many. Okay, so let's get cracking. This this, this will be a short one. Yes. So let's get cracking so on... Uh... you'll be able to listen quick and go do your thing. <laughs> okay, Alex Harvey was a Scottish rock and roll and blues musician. Uh, he built a reputation as an exciting live performer during the glam rock era in I the could, 70s. I could see that. Yeah, me too. Just just a photo of him with his crazy hair. Yeah, it was weird because I wouldn't necessarily consider his music that we listened to on this album to be glam rock, but I could see that style for sure, yeah, him being crazy on stage. Uh, most of his success came with a band called the Sensational Alex Harvey Band. Uh, this album, of course, is The Mafia Stole My Guitar, and it was part of his solo career. Yeah. This was his second album released in 1979, and it was his last album released during his lifetime because he died in 1982 of heart failure a day before his 47th birthday. Mm-hmm. And on the wow. way to a gig. On tour, yeah. So hopefully he took no one else with him. No, I think it was in a bus or something that they just found. found oh, him. was it? They just found him. Yeah. With little axes over his eyes. Yeah, I guess. And once again, how fucking young, hey? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, the producer of this album was a guy named Danny Beckerman and another fellow named Matthew Kang. Uh, Danny has 20 producing credits to his name. Uh, Alex Harvey, Adam and the Ant, a band called Pussy, and a band called Jimmy and the Boys. Hmm. The other dude, Matthew Kang, has four production credits to his name. Uh, two of them are Alex Harvey, and uh, the other two are a guy named... Hugh Mascacella and uh, someone named the Amazing Mr. E, who I've never heard of. But Matthew also co-wrote several co-wrote several of the songs on this album. So there you go. Track listing: Don's Delight, Back in the Depot, Wait for Me, Mama, The Mafia Stole My Guitar. Side two is a cover of Shaken All Over by J- uh, Johnny Kidd. Uh, the Whalers, Oh Spartacus, and Just a Gigolo slash I Ain't Got Nobody, and a cover from 
I don't know who, but... But hey, speaking of Van Halen, yes. there, there we go. They're so there's full our, circle. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was very serendipitous. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to just get up and close the window because it's fucking Noise. noisy outside and we live not too far from the number, number one fire station. So, anyway. Uh, the playtime of the album is 42 minutes and 23 seconds. And if you're a big Alex Harvey fan and kind of followed him over his years... Yeah. His before album was Alex Harvey Presents the Loch Ness Monster in 1977 1977. That was a combination of 1977 and 1982. 1982. Just, uh, just combining it all. His after album, because I looked down from the 77 and yeah. just saw the two. So uh, my, my mind's not suggestible. Uh, the after album is called Soldier on the Wall, uh, and that was released... Of course, after he died, 1982. I believe you said that he was working on both of these albums yeah, yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So, Jesus Christ, the yeah. guy's got heart failure, and oh, yeah, he's he just a going concern. Oh, yeah, he probably, like I said, he was probably smoking a pack of cigarettes while he was doing it, too. Like, he probably never stopped doing whatever he was doing. I wonder if he knew he had it, though. I wonder if he just woke up in the morning and thought, geez, I don't feel well. Oh, and, no. like, maybe he wasn't diagnosed. I don't Who know, knows? maybe, yeah. Knows, <laughs> I'm but... sure there will be more albums, so maybe we can do some more research in the future as if and then when we come across more Alex Harvey albums. Yeah, it's funny because, yeah, there's a possibility he didn't know. Some people don't. and uh... Yeah, because when they say heart failure, that could mean a fucking ton of things. I suppose. That could mean that could mean cardiac arrest, that could mean heart attack, that could mean just mean oh, under, yeah, some yeah, sort yeah, of a rhythm that... Uh, arrhythmia that just popped up like that wasn't necessarily like you know what I mean yeah like, there's, there's lots of things that when I think of heart failure the first thing I think about is the um, the kind that makes you have a transplant oh yeah you know, yeah. your heart is just failing okay yeah, I, I see guess technically like function or whatever I guess technically if he died of a cardiac arrest that would be Welcome to our new Reviews from the Crawlspace medical show. <laughs> Where we just don't talk about the music, we talk about how and what, possibly different ways they die. <laughs> but anyways, speculation aside, <laughs> our well, new medical podcast. The, <laughs> the funny part about that is is that we are both experts. Yes, this is our field. Stuff. This is this is this, this is our field for sure. By experience. <laughs> okay. Anyways, yes, um <laughs> Where were you? That's up to you now. Up to me. Yeah, we'll stop talking the medical jargon. Okay, well, we're just talking reviews. Um, it's kind of um, it's it's an interesting album because there's lots going on here. I'm gonna start with the bad first, and it's like the problem I had with this album is just too much sax. I fucking hate. <laughs> I fucking hate sax. It's like it's like ah, oh, ear rape, and it's just. And it takes it away, it takes away, because there's lots of good stuff going on. There's lots of stuff that I enjoy, but then they were like, bee, 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 bee. fuck off. I don't want to fucking hear it. Fuck, fuck it. Assholes. But, um, Tell us how really feel. outside of that, uh, the other second issue that I have with this album is that there's covers. And there's nothing I hate more with these fucking albums. It's like, let's stick two covers on the back side because we don't have enough, enough to fill it up or balance it out evenly. But, Doc, he had heart failure. I don't care. It's fucking terrible and weak. <laughs> fucking, ugh, whatever. We're but, not making fun of his heart failure. No, 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 no. And, no, I mean, I'm talking about just there being two uh, covers on this album, which takes away, for me, takes away from this album. Because, like, I don't know, the, the stuff that's on here, it's a weird combination. It reminds me a lot of, like, Ween and Tom Waits and yeah, it's like this. It's weird. I wouldn't say full tilt progressive, but it's like progressive 
punk jazz. It's fucking odd, and it's not necessarily bad. It's his just vocals are really cool. I like his vocals. The vocals are cool. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. There's there's stuff to like about it, but for me, it's just like those two things, the sa- the sheer amount of sax in this, in this record, and then the two covers of, of well, genre that I don't and, like anyway. And Shaken All Over was a bad cover. Like, it was a bad cover. Yeah. Just a gigolo was kind it's of... It's like, it's okay, they did their own thing with yeah. it, kind of, but... Yeah, I, I just like, I, and I, the whole era those songs come from, I don't fucking care. I don't want to hear, I think half of this collection we have of albums probably has those two songs on, like, as a cover on it. It's just, it's terrible. Yeah. But, how about just you? Just a Gigolo, I like the uh, um, Van Halen Yeah, if we're gonna do cover. that, if we're going to do that cover, Van Better. Halen owns yeah. that one, yeah. Um, like you, I, I'm not a, as opposed to saxophones and no. music as you. No. Uh, coming because I used to be a clarinet player myself. Mm-hmm. I don't mind horns. <laughs> Saxophone's terrible. Oh, but anyways, um, it's like the pickup truck, douchebag pickup truck of the horn world. Anyway, of the woodwind. It's the, it's the fucking neck tattoo of, of the, the woodwind of the wood- instruments. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, or of the reed instruments. I was gonna say, yeah, it's not woodwind. It's a reed. Yeah. A clarinet is a woodwind. And a, and a, I don't want to hear any of them on okay, my rock albums. Here we go. <laughs> now we switch to. Here we go with your new. Well, it's still music, I guess. It's our instrument. <laughs> yeah, what, Learn what, your instrument. What defines a clarinet, Vicky? <laughs> okay, that's where I continue. Um, the vocals. I like the vocals. Yes, I'm with you. Don't, and don't do I don't that. know whether I can be a spoiler alert right now. Uh, yeah, the, um, we hear the vocals. Like I said, they're doing some different crazy things, and that's kind of what he's known for. And like I said, the the on stage performances, I could see them being crazy, and that's probably that's the appeal of some of these um, artists and these bands. You, you're not going to capture that feel in an album like this, but you go to the show and probably have a great time. So. Yes, definitely. Yeah, because it it does speak to his on stage presence. Yeah, his, yeah. He was with his. And first some band. of it kind of comes through there, but I, yeah, to me, this is one of those bands I think we'd rather see in person. But yeah, like you said, the Ween reference. Um, yeah, would. I like this album mainly because it had that quirkiness to yeah, it. Yeah, definitely has that quirkiness. Um, I said liked, right? Not loved. Yeah, like I liked, liked it. it. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's quirky, and um, his vocals kind of add to that, and so yeah. Okay, so the Mafia stole my guitar. Alex Harvey in the new band. I I say and the new band, but it's just Alex Harvey dash the new band. The new band, yeah. Um, original pressing. Victor RCA or RCA Victor, depending on how you want to do it. Catalog PL two five two five seven. Condition it covers poor. It's the glue's broken down. It's it's just banged up. It's pretty thin to begin with. It has no sleeves, so of course the vinyl's just in there, raw dogged, banging off the sides. And uh, which is always scream when I pulled it in, which is actually, yeah, no doubt, which is kind of weird because it's actually the vinyl itself is in not bad condition, it's in fair, which always surprises me when you pull it out of there and it sounds like you're dragging it across the gravel road and it's like, oh, it's not too bad. (laughs) You expect it to come out and just be like a Grand Canyon through the middle of it, yeah. Uh, the audio was decent enough, uh, like this is always now coming from like ACDC where there was just a shit mix. So now it's like, oh, you can actually hear low end and drums and bass and shit. Ah, that's nice. Neat. Uh, this is a sleeve design by Lawrence Hoadley um, and Alex Harvey. Front cover photo by B- Brian Griffin. And no, not that Brian Griffin. <laughs> Trust me, when you're looking up Brian Griffin, guess what comes up? Oh, yeah, no <laughs> Not <doubt>. this artist. 
Not, no doubt. <laughs> uh, so Lawrence, an art director for RCA, question mark, for a short period of time, maybe three years. That's that's all I could find. Whatever little blurb was on Discogs about this guy, that is it everywhere. Uh, 12 credits to his name, Average White Band, Cherry Vanilla, and Mud. Oh. Hey, do you know any of those? Average White Band and Cherry... Cherry Vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. Average White Band, I'm pretty sure, is going to be in here. Yeah. In his collection. Uh, Alex Harvey, of course, the, the singer of the band. This is his only visual credit. He just had input into this. Oops. And now I'm blowing pages around. Um, a front cover photo. Oh, did I say uh, Brian? Okay. Brian Griffin. Not that Brian Griffin. Um, a British photog whose portraits of pop musicians in I Have in the Late 70s and 1980, in the 80s led him to being named uh, Photographer of the Decade by The Guardian in 1980. 89, I almost said oh, 87, wow. 1989. So he's got a pedigree. He does, and he's still active. Uh, BrianGriffin.co.uk. I followed him on Instagram. Like, he's still doing shit, lots of shit. So. Oh, cool. Has 128 credits to his name. Cho Jackson, Iggy Pop, Depeche Mode. So, that's it for me. Speaking of photographers that we follow on... Mm -hmm. I sent a note to Patrick Harburn yesterday. Okay. He actually posted a couple of his photos of Eddie Van Halen. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I just said, you know, it figures that you would come up with something beautiful for him. So he's like, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, if you guys are wondering, uh, pa Patrick Carbron, he did the cover of Metal for Breakfast, I believe. Yeah. And was actually one of the few uh, p people we reached out to and got a response from yeah. about for the show, just giving us a little insight. So. And we both follow him on there. So, yeah, that's... that's we consider him a good friend a of the show. A good friend of the show, yeah. <laughs> okay, so take us home on this one. Okay, Discogs has six of them for sale from $7.97. 89 people have it, 13 want, want it. Uh, it gets rated 3.62 out of 5 with 13 people. Hmm. Um, $8.63, $15.14. And $33.25 in uh, good condition. Well, the vinyl might get you 15 but the case or the cover won't. Yeah, so what are you giving it? I'm going to give it a 3. Yeah, that's funny. I've been bouncing. I have written, I have 2.5 written down, but I'm in the 2.53 area as well. Okay. It, it just, like, if, if that sax wasn't there, definitely a solid 3. Because, like you said, there's a lot of interesting things and quirkiness going on. But, uh, and the, the, with, I, with, with saying that, so yeah, that's fine. I see you writing down three. That That's fine. No, 2.5 slash three. Three, okay. Because I know that there's going to be more. I hope there's more in here. And I hope I want to hear some other stuff because I know yeah, this yeah. wasn't his, the top of his shit. Yeah, I'd really like to listen to some of him with his other bands. The, yeah, the actual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I'm hoping that some is in there so we get that chance to see. Because somebody's actually written a book about him. Yeah, you know, I see there's a biography. Yeah, there's quite a bit of stuff out there about, about him. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so, uh, there you go. Alex. Um, Alex Harvey, Harvey the new down. band, Down. Okay, next. Okay, second album, Brian Plummer, I'm as guilty as you. I wonder what he's guilty of. I always wondered that when I saw that. Uh, Brian Plummer was, or is, oh, nope, sorry, Scratching was. his balls and smelling it. Possibly. I don't know. Don't all men do that? What is this a guy thing now? So I'm sure. I I'm don't have balls. I'm sure. Okay. First of all, now you've turned this for, for a joke, a joke into a real thing. Now, women definitely scratch themselves. Oh, okay, but not their balls. Yeah. Okay. Ball, whatever. I don't know. You might want to cut that out. No, it's staying in there. I'm as guilty as you. Brian Plummer <laughs> was 
a Canadian rock musician born in Tisdale, Saskatchewan. <laughs> I'm As Guilty As You is his second solo album released in 1981. Sadly, he died of brain cancer in 2008. Mm -hmm. Now, the producer of this album, it took me a while to find it. I think I actually had to get it off the record cover. Stacy Hayden, a fellow, uh, produced albums for Teenage Head for, with 47 producing credits to his name. So Teenage Head, Long John Baldry, Minglewood, a Flock of Seagulls. Well, first, those first three are going to be in the collection probably yeah. soon. Yeah, probably. Um, a Flock of Seagulls. And for those of you from my hometown, um, a guy that I grew up with listening to in the bars, Jody Rafool. Hmm. He also, uh, Stacy Hayden, also contributed vocals and guitar to this album. Alrighty. The track listing is The Fire Eater, At the End of the Monkey Line, Paper Star, Lisa, Caviar, or Ginseng. Side 2, um, I'm As Guilty As You, Space Instead of Lines, The King of the Jungle, Such a Fuss, and Steady Rain. Uh, context for this album is <laughs> this is funny. Uh, before his this album was a, an album called No Questions, which we covered, nineteen eighty, which we've already covered yet. And the after album was a remix of that first album called No Questions in nineteen eighty one, which I think is why we have two copies of it. I think we have the original and that remix version because oh, they have two different covers. That's crazy. So your your mom and dad liked it so much that they had to buy the remix. I guess. <laughs> Honestly, it'll be interesting to see if that's really yeah. If, that if really that's case, the case, yeah, because yeah. I mean, I love the cover, the second, especially the second version of that one, because it was just the artwork from mm. from the artist who did it. So it's not like this. It's I think it's like a illustrated like a fifties kind of. Anyways, yeah, no, I, that is funny. It's just like three albums that are just variations of the same thing. It surprises me sometimes how intimately you know this record collection, given that it was in the crawl space for a long time, like it was an out for a long time as you were growing up. I mean, I guess because... Oh, no, I was out for a long time because I used to listen to it. Like, even in high school, I was listening to it. Huh. Interesting. So then, my next thing was, um, you've also, when we've, we've moved a lot over the years. Yeah. And you've also been the one to put the records back in, so I'm sure you... That, a little, little bit of that. I mean, it's mostly just spending, like, growing up with it. Like I said, up till high school, we were, there was always out, generally, not, not always, generally out it definitely spent time in the crawl space but it comes down to it's like me it's just like the it's recognition just of the the covers a pattern recognition like it's just like i when you say mingo what i can think of generally speaking that the album cover that's in there oh interesting so so yeah, yeah it's, it's all yes, visuals it's kind of like movie stuff it's like i can remember visuals i can i forget that you have a photographic memory so <laughs> Um, so that's it? That's it, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. On to you. Okay, on to me, okay. Uh, Lots of sidebars in this one. Yeah, this one was definitely just a sidebar. <laughs> Start calling it. Reviews from the Crawl Space, sidebar. Um, I did not enjoy this album, just like I did not enjoy the first album. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, it's too much of the same thing. Like, we talked about ACDC being repetitive. Like, this is fucking repetitive, repetitive. And it's long, too. And it's just all like I, I can't stress it enough. Like just how much is it's the same presentation in his voice, the same tones, the same guitar. Like it's the all same speed. the same speed. It's all the same. There's no variation. Yeah. And it's a bummer because it's 
it sounds good, like it's well mastered and everything like and that. And the mu- musicianship I mean, yeah. itself, yeah, yeah, is... totally. Just like Alice Harvey is really fucking good. Yeah, but it, it's just like, and you know, I didn't realize. It. First of all, I didn't realize when listening to it, it was a gatefold cover. And actually has the lyrics in there. And I, was, I love the printing for the lyrics. Yeah, it's just like they just scanned the... Yeah. But if you go through and, like, even the lyrics are just like, yeah, A lot of it is just starts with I. It's just it's just a, him, all his specific point of view and, like, specific story. It's not... It's just not that interesting. I totally agree with you. And the cover is awful. Yeah, and I don't like that cover either. I, it's funny because it's the colors that I like, red, yeah. black, white, but he, yeah, he looks like a creepy pervert and the way it's all broken and I don't know, maybe it's supposed to be <laughs> Oh, way. guilty, like he's yeah, in jail. Yeah, yeah, guilty as you or whatever it is. Yeah. So, but still, I, I, I'm with you and it's just like, it's just not whatever. It's just not good enough. And I'm talking to Dad about this one too. He thinks that and of course, this is all vague stuff. But in traditional uh, him fashion, he thinks he just got it. He was at he saw him at a show. <laughs> you know, it's like oh, okay, whatever. It was probably like those albums, probably nothing at shows back in the day, five bucks or something. Yeah, probably. Just grab it and then put it in a collection. And, meh, I, I get that. Sometimes you can like it though. Sometimes. It's yeah, just maybe not there the was case. a good song on there that hit it. But like, I just listening to it as a, as a block, like we do. Yeah. It's just there. It's just so hard to decipher anything useful out of it. So. Yeah, because there were a lot of, of Canadian artists that I listened to that are pretty obscure, and um, I bought several of their albums. Well, a lot of them are probably the same thing. Yeah. Just like that same kind of flat, not flat, but just that, yeah, medium tempo, mid tempo. Well, I remember kind of loving them when I listened to them. Singer songwriter. But, you know, they've, it's kind of a time and a place. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I'm going to see if I had any other notes other okay. than that. No, that's it. Okay, so I'm as guilty as you. Uh-uh. I'm as guilty as you, Brian Plummer. Cephal uh, Records, SEF 1002, catalog number. Original pressing, Canada 81. The cover is very good, near mint. It's just slightly faded, but it's actually, like I said, once again, really good condition. No one plays it. Sleeve is very good. Uh, it's, I think it's just plain paper, but it's still the original one. Um, the vinyl, it was very good, near mint. We listened to it. It didn't really require any cleaning, and it just because it's like an audio file mastering, so it was mastered in half. It just sounds good, and as you're talking about the musicianship shows, but it's, everything's so boring. Um, the uh, yeah, audio got that sounds good, well mastered. The cover concept: Brian Plummer and R. Robert Del Tradici. Oh, I've been practicing this one, and I already can't, I already fucked it up. Tradici, Tradici, T R E D I C I. We've had Tradici or Tradici. Tradici, thank you. Yeah, Tradici. That's what I was. That's what I was practicing, and which is weird because it didn't look. When I read about him, there's nothing that he's done before, but that name seems familiar, and I wonder if we. It didn't show up as other other Brian Plummer albums, but some of these names seem really familiar, and I can't figure out why. Hmm. So anyway, so him. Uh, so he did all. He also did the graphic design layout with Al Higby. Uh, photos by. Robert again, and graphic productions by somebody named Martin Soldat. Well, and that Higby guy is also his writing partner. Yes, he's a yeah, he's a writer, and uh, so I'll just say Brian. This is his only visual credit. It's just this one album. Uh, Robert, he's got three credits to his name. This, a town hall concert in New York, and a Harry Smith compilation. Um, and Al, like you said, Al's a songwriter. This is his only credit for any sort of visuals. 
and Martin is a Canadian musician and graphic designer with 54 credits to his name. Bob and Doc... Bob and Doc Fikansies. Talk about smashing words together. Bob. Your brain, I think what happens is, with me, my brain gets going faster. You're, you're ahead, about, yeah, you're, you're already yeah, ahead like of I'm where I'm already ahead of myself. <laughs> Bob and Doug McKenzie, Kim Mitchell, and Celine Dion. Oh, wow, that's that's a Kim, motley crew. Yes, a fucking some Canadian, eh? Uh, that's it for me, man. Okay, Discogs has 19 for sale from $2.59. 44 people have this version, 3 people want it. Um, they give it three out of five stars with three people voting. Mm -hmm. Resale value one dollar and ninety nine cents, three dollars and ninety two cents, and five dollars and twenty five cents in its best condition. In its best condition, nobody wants it. <laughs> no. Anyways, I gave it zero. Oh, wait, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I gave it one. I did too. Okay, I gave it one because it it sounded good. Yeah. It's just too bad there was nothing to it. One odd based on musicianship. It's like. Eating a really, just like it's like that. It's like cake. It looked like cake. It looked like a really good cake, but he cut into it. It's just dust, and and nothing lint. Or avocados. No, I like avocados. So what's next? Okay, last but not least, Bobby Vinton, Melodies of Love. Uh, Bobby Vinton is an American singer-songwriter, teen idol, and movie star, also known as the Polish Prince. Um, um, spoiler: He does a lot of polkas. Or in the polka. Not only polka, because it's Polish prince. That's our, if they like their polka, those Polish princes. Yes. Um, my biggest problem is that he's a fucking cover band. Sort he's, of. He's a fucking cover artist. Sort of. And there's nothing wrong with the bands out there doing cover artists, but this guy made way too much money stealing off other people. Fuck, yeah. Fuck this guy. Sorry. Melodies of, <laughs> melodies of love. So we're getting the hard-hitting views today. Why uh, would you do a review show without... Laying it down. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Melodies of Love was his 24th studio album released in 1974. 24th! I know. I saw that. <laughs> fucking and nuts. he still made a whole bunch after. Well, it's um, easy when somebody else is writing your material. The album was released due to popular demand following the success the one sing of the single, the single, My Melody of Love. One of the only songs he wrote. It sold over a million copies. Yeah. Um, his first hit in two years. The song became number three on the Billboard Top 100. And contemporary artists, like their contemporary adult, yeah. it, it went to number one spot. Yeah, no doubt. Um, the album went to number 16 on the Billboard Top 200 for albums. I could find the producer, his name was Bob Morgan, mm -hmm. but I could not find anything more about him anywhere. Yeah, this album was tough to find anything in general, which is fine because it's a piece of shit. So. <laughs> um, it's interesting because, like, yeah, because it wasn't for that one song. It, that one song was supposedly a comeback for him because he'd been doing so shitty over those two years. Yes, yeah. That he was almost out. So they put the they put the single out. It went really well. And so they're, they're like, like okay. oh shit. Well, well now we got to do something. No, Don't that's... worry, white guy. You can just fucking steal your songs. <laughs> at least he's just at least he's just the one from white people this time. Like instead of like Zeppelin or Rolling Stone. <laughs> Anyways, the track listing. Side <laughs> one, my melody of love. Cover, 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 original cover, cover. Yeah. You'll Never Know, Never Ending Song of Love, mm -hmm. I'll Be Loving You, Here in My Heart. That's another cover. On side two is The Most Beautiful Girl, uh, I Honestly Love You, which is a cover of Olivia Newton-John's uh, song, mm -hmm. I, Am I Losing You, and a song called My Gypsy Love. Now, 
he wrote that one, My Gypsy Love. He co-wrote Am I Losing You, I'll Be Loving You, mm-hmm. and Melody of Love. Yeah, three. Three. Yeah. <laughs> three. Wrote one, but, and not even the, the hit. He just co-wrote that one. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, what I will say, find interesting is going through some of these old songs and finding where a lot of uh, artists we listen to have, have taken samples from. Because like they'll be listening to one of these songs and you, know, you hear like a bit of a loop or something. Oh, especially like, Blue on Blue. That's the one that comes to my mind right away. Yeah, for sure. And actually, yeah. that's funny because my dad actually brought that one up. And it's like, no. But it's like, it's, that, that was a great example of knowing it from so many other places. Yeah. yeah. Just that sample. Yeah. So, uh, no. And there was a little bit in this one. I can't remember which song. But what's funny about this one is that I warned this album on the first side. I said, you do one more fucking polka song. I'm turning you off. Motherfucker, it opened up with a second polka, a polka on the other side, and it's like, nope, no, we're done. We're done. Well, that's, that's we are, funny. I will say, good day to you, sir. <laughs> it's funny because yeah. t- today I was... Um, Fuck polka. Plus it's metal. metal I polka. was trying to think of how I thought of this album, and I was just drawing a blank. It's, I'm saying to myself, did you even listen to it? <laughs> and now that you say that... I listened to one side of it. We and did. We did enjoy it. So there we go. Now this one's hilarious. Um, for context, if you're a big Bobby Vinton fan, for all you Bobby Vinton heads out there, the Before album <laughs> was called "The Many Boobs of Body." <laughs> the many boobs. The many boobs. The many moods of Bobby Vinton. Colon, Bobby Vinton. Dot dot dot. In love. In 1974. Oh, whatever. The album after this was called In Love. Or With Love. With Love. uh, 1974 as well. So he's just pumping them out now. Oh, I got a top top hit. Yeah. Let's cash in. (laughs) Whose music can we steal? (laughs) Yeah, I I should go look and see what songs are on this. How many covers he's got on this. you, You said it. Other than those three? No, no, on With Love, the one after this. Oh, oh gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, okay. Yeah, I, um... Ah, man, yeah. I, I don't... There's nothing... Okay, I'll go through it real quick. Uh, Melodies of Love, Bobby Vinton, Pickwick Records, Catalog SPC, 3553, Canada, 74, original. Condition, uh, the case is fair, the, vo- the sleeve, there is none, the vinyl was poor, it was worn, scratched, and the audio was shitty. Too. It was like it's fucking whatever, AM quality. Uh, no credit information to be found with this release. Uh, I just assumed whoever was the head of ABC Records art department, they probably threw this shit together. There's probably a bunch of stock Bobby Vinton photos around. I slapped on here for some intern. Um, yeah, my uh, yeah. I already said my piece. Anything you want to add to that? But who bejeweled his jacket? Yeah. Um, Discog, seven for sale from $4. 58 have it. One person wants it. It gets 3.0 out of 5 with one person reviewing. Um, There's no resale history. No, because no one Because they say they never sold it. Never sold it. I laughed at that. So. um, Yeah, that's a zero for me. Me too. Um, Not only zero, but burn it. Yeah. yeah, I fucking. I don't want to ever listen to Bobby Vinton again. It's it's music that I think I'm going to be murdered to. I know <laughs> I'm going to die when I hear this shit playing. It's time is over. 
It's just something. I'm sorry. It's just one more side note to that. I'm just going to expand on that. It's just like while well, you were in the shower earlier, I was listening to a Patsy Cline song. I'm like, yep, I'm gonna be murdered that 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 song. I love Patsy Cline. <laughs> I fall to pieces. Like oh, I was gonna be playing when somebody's chopping off my arm or something. Uh, anyway, so out of this out of this class, uh, three here, which do you think is the best? Which is your favorite? My favorite of this episode was Alex Harvey. Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't even really close. Hands down, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. Uh, we're RTRFs. Oh, shit. You have it usually. RFTCS1 on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, reviews from the crawl spaces, one word on the Instagrams. And you found us. If you're listening to this, you, listen, you found us. Yay. You're, you're there. Follow us. Thanks for listening. Subscribe. And if you want, leave a comment. And yeah. that's it. All right. Bye. Later. <laughs>